And welcome, everybody. Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon, September. We're finally in that month. And tonight's a Husky game. I'm excited. So, I know why you're so confused about saying good afternoon. Why? It's still morning. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but for you oops. on the East Coast, it's afternoon. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oops, oops, and oops. Okay. So, anyway... Welcome, everybody. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer. With me is my wonderful guest, Alfie Lavoie, who will be on in just a moment, and also my producer, Nathan Miller. I'm introducing him today. It's a new month, so I'm going to... That's who that voice is behind the scenes. Yeah, that's who that voice is. It's awesome. So, anyway... Um, so this after this afternoon, I keep wanting to do this afternoon, this morning, it's, it's Neptune, okay? This morning, we're going to be talking about Robin Williams. He is our celebrity of the week, and he wanted to do that, and I'm happy to do that because I've wondered a lot about, a things, about a lot of things in his chart. So anyway, we're going to be talking about him, and then we're going to have the Astro News of the Month. That'll be going on just before the Astro Celebrity. We have a few things to talk about. Not a bunch, but a few things. We have a big one, though, at the end of the month, so we'll be doing that. And so let's see what else have we got here. And, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a big picture in astrology, looking at the chart with a bigger picture, you know, widening your perspective to see the totality of a chart, what what's written in there. And he's got a lot of different uh, techniques that he talks about. So we're going to be talking about that and anything else that comes up. I have a whole list of questions for him. So, you know, hey, we'll get to all of them and we'll be talking about all this stuff. So it's going to be an exciting morning. A lot of people I know I think are tuning in because a lot of people said they're going to listen or watch the show. Listen to the show, watch it, whatever it is. Anyway, so I'm excited. That's why I'm kind of goofy this morning, but what the heck. Anyway, so we're going to take a break really quick right now. We're going to be doing the Astro News of the Month and the Astro Celebrity of the Month or Week with Alfie Lavoy. So stay tuned right there. Don't move a muscle. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. That's such a nice resolution at the end. I like that. Anyway, this is Astro News of the Month. Let's tell you what's happening. So we have the new moon coming on September the 7th. That's at 14 degrees of Virgo. So if you have anything in your chart around that degree in Virgo, Pisces, Gemini, and the other one. (laughs) I always miss the last one. Anyway, it's all the mutable signs. Anyway, so if you've got anything around then, things will be looking like, well, you really do have to make some new beginnings of things. So you just kind of realize that. Okay, and the next one is the full moon on September 20th, and that'll be at 28 Pisces, interestingly enough. So 
you know, it's kind of it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens then because a full moon is is basically where a new moon takes off. The whole thing about an, a full moon is that the things that you have to do are going to be ending. The things you did at the beginning of the month you have will be ending about that time. So it's a peak point. Okay, and finally we have Mercury going retrograde again. Aren't we excited about that? No. Anyway, uh, that's going on September 27th. It'll be at 25 degrees Libra. So it'll be backing through the sign of Libra. So just realize when you're communicating that um, it'll be about balancing out things between you and other people. So make sure you watch what you say, because whatever comes back to you will reflect in that mirror to you. Okay? Okay. All right. It's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. All righty, and this morning it is Robin Williams. What can we say about him? He's extraordinary. Let me give out the data, and then we'll bring on our guest. It is, here it is, July 21st, 1951, at 1.34 p.m. in Chicago, Illinois. Okay, and welcome, please, my guest, the phenomenal guest, So I'm very lucky to have on the air. He's probably one of the best astrologers on the planet. He has 50 years, 53 years of experience, which is making the rest of us look like a bunch of wet men. Well, never mind anyway. So anyway, welcome to the show, Alfie. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, (laughs) as if I could talk this morning. Anyway, so let's talk about Robin Williams. Um, He, you were talking about the big picture of his chart. And the big mm-hmm. picture means the biggest, the purpose, life purpose, all that kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when I talk about the big picture, I talk about, you know, looking at his chart and seeing what is it, the, the main thing that this person will have to deal with in this lifetime. Okay. Right. And so that's, uh, that's very important. So can I start now? You're going to go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yes. When we look at his chart, of course, you know, most of his planets are at the top of the chart. Right. All right. He has, uh, you know, eight out of 10 planets up there. Yeah. So that means that he came into this life to be, uh, to spend a lot of time outside of families and, and working with his career and, you know, become somebody important. Yeah. All right. And uh, so uh, the only planet that he has at the bottom is Jupiter and the moon, which mm-hmm. is the moon is in the fourth house. We'll talk about that. Right. But the first thing that we see, I know that Mark and Mitch Joan uh, wrote a, a book, uh, The High and Why, I think. And he talks about uh, planetary pictures. All right. Okay. And so I, I believe in the planetary picture because you know, he, he, he does like we call a kite, a bowl, uh, a bucket, you know, right. depending on what that is. And uh, when we look at his chart, of course, we see that he has an open square between Jupiter and, and uh, Uranus. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I'm seeing that. Okay. I got when, it right when we, Yeah. When we look at it and uh, we see that, that uh, the open square, the, the one that's open is Uranus. Mm-hmm. So that would make him a lot Uranus. Well, we know as astrologer, Uranus are not stable person. 
<laughs> you know, it, it's 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 born with a wide angle lens in mm -hmm. their chart. You know, so they do this and they do this and they see this. Oh, this is better. This is jump here. And we and we know. I know. I used to watch him on talk show. He never shut up. No, no. All right. Yeah. And so this is and plus uh, this part right here, Jupiter, Neptune. And, and Uranus is in a T-square. Right. But the first thing that I want to talk about, uh, you know, outside the, the square, the, when we're born with, with an open square, we, we have a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Because squares are not the best energy in the chart. It's always like uh, seeing things around the corner and sometimes not really, you know, it seems to cause problem when there's no problem. Right. Right. And, uh, but the main focus, if we look at the big, big picture, we see that it's, it's chart is a Scorpio rising. We find Pluto in the ninth house. Yeah. The sun is in the ninth house. Jupiter is in the T-square. Uh, you know, so Jupiter is afflicted, natural ruler of the, of the ninth house. And of course, when, when we look also at, at the, the moon, the moon is in opposition and the moon uh, opposition to Venus in the 10th house, but it conjunct is not known. Right. All right. And the moon rules is, is, is ninth house. So as you can see, the whole focus of this guy's chart energy is the ninth house. Yep. And the ninth house, of course, is the house of, of inner self. It's, it's called the house of religion, mm -hmm. the house of praying, the house of meditation, the house of foreign travel. But, you know, uh, uh, but it's ruled by Jupiter. So I always tell people with this kind of a chart, when you were born, you, you came in with a lot of, uh, a whole box of magic wand. But you know, when you decide to use your magic wand, you run down the road, you see the frog, you go zap, zap, all right? It's not the princess. Down the road, zap, zap, it's not the castle. Throw the magic wand away, you go, go home, get the next one, you burn all your magic wand. Mm. See, the ninth house is the house of believing that I can walk on water like Jesus Christ. Oh. It's the fact it's oh. the fact that I got this magic wand and anything I believe in. All right. I can make it happen. Right. So when we're born with 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 the full energy on the ninth house, sometimes we're lacking faith. We're lacking faith. All right. In other words, something goes up. It's not going right then uh, I'll try something else, i try something else. So I always tell these people, you will always be tested how much faith you have in yourself. And, and also, it, let me just interject here. His North Node Moon is saying that's where he has to go to find faith. Right. Yep, sorry, so, I interrupted that. <laughs> that's okay. So we know that, you know, when he was born, uh, just that in itself means that, you know, he's lacking the faith, uh, uh, believing in himself. We, okay. we see that. And we know that uh, I wrote a book called The Four Paths to God. And I got that all through dreams. And The Four Paths to God is like the four evangelists, four seasons, four everything, you know. And uh, uh, we know that uh, through Vedic astrology that nine is a completion. So the four path is you, you can either be on a five and a four, six and a three, you know, seven and two and eight and a one. And I've got, when I did lecture on that, people came in uh, uh, to me with tears in their eyes and said, gee, it was healthy. It's the first time that somebody tells me exactly what I'm lacking. So if you usually, uh, uh, 
the one that you that you born with, all right, is something that you have in, inside yourself, and then you have to become the other one. The more that you become the other one, uh, the opposite. Like if you're a six, you need to become a three. If you're a five, you need to become a four. Okay. And so once you you can tune into that, then you 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 know you you have total control of your life. Okay. All right. And uh, uh, Robert William Robin William was born with a six. All right. Uh, okay. So this that is means, numerology here then. A little yeah, bit. No, he's got a lot of sextile. Oh, okay, right. right, right, got it. Yeah, it, it's it, it's the most aspect. So when you're born, when you're born to a six, you need to become a, a three. Oh, so a three is to be able to say, "I earn it, I want it, I'm going to get it." Mm -hmm. A six is always trying to reach potential, but never. The biggest problem with a six is that they do ten thousand things in their life, and on on their dying bed. They, they look at it and they say, I never really accomplished anything right. where I was satisfied with. Right. Yeah. Right. It's again, a six is a Jupiter uh, energy. All okay. right. It's the fact that I need to believe in myself. Yeah. So if you become a three, things comes up easy. You know, I find six to, uh, uh, you know, to do a lot of stuff in their life. And they do this and they do this. And just when they're ready to, uh, uh, to get the, the result, they, 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 oh, this is not working. I jump into something else, something else, and something okay. else. Okay. And that's a, a, a problem with a six. Excuse now, me. We need to take a break really quick here. We have to take them 15 and 30 and half, 45 okay. after the hour, just so you know that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we will be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to new pro supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, September 5th, it's Shelf to Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our animal friends Sunday. We'll chat with our regulars, Meow Cat Rescue, Help Animals India, and Seattle Dogs Homeless Program. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga about their upcoming classes, all on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me this morning is our special guest, Mr. Alfie Lavoy. And we've been talking about Robin Williams' chart, and he was talking about all this stuff that I'm kind of confused about. But I'm going to keep listening to you because I'll learn something. Okay, now the next thing is that we look at, we look at the nodes. Supposedly the node is what you're taking in from other experience in lifetime, and you're trying to become the North Node, mm -hmm. all right? This is something in this lifetime that you need to connect with. And so, as you can see, uh, they didn't give him much of a chance because you have to connect with the, uh, the North Node in the fourth house, that's family, that's, you know, established a, a, a uniform in dealing with, with closeness, you know, family and emotion and all that. Mm -hmm. And yet they put all the planets on top of the chart. So, you know, it's like, you know, okay, try to do that, but I won't give you anything to work with. Yeah. So that's a big problem we have. We see that. Yeah, I Again, can see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. and again, we know that because the North Node conjunct the, ten, the, the uh, Moon ruling the ninth house again, that he needs to have faith. He needs to have faith uh, in his family. He needs to have faith in, uh, in, in his inner self and all that. And then maybe, you know, that will balance him out. But as we can see, one thing that we see also, which stands out a lot, is that when we look at Jupiter, all right, Jupiter is in the T-square uh, with Uranus and also Neptune. Mm -hmm. And it's all involving the house of love, mm -hmm. the house of sharing love. All right, Jupiter rules the second house. Second house is love for myself, natural ruler of Taurus. Taurus, I always tell people, you know, Taurus, is, you love yourself. And the little story, can I tell a little story? Of with course this? you can. Go ahead. With Taurus, I always tell my uh, strong Taurus people, let's say that you were invited next door to a party, but you were never invited. You always wanted to go. And now you get invited and you rush in there. And the night of the, uh, of the, uh, the party, you look in the closet, you put this dress on, raggy dress, shoes with holes in it. And, you, you know, you get dressed, you look in the mirror, you say, I can't go to that party because they're going to laugh at me. But the Taurus, the, the love for yourself, say, I'm going to go to a party because I'm me. People are going to love me because I love myself. So everybody is going to love me. Right. You know, it's funny. I was reading something on Facebook this morning just to that. And I'm saying, oh, my God, that fits with Robin. It says, that, you know, if you don't love yourself, how can you draw somebody to love? Exactly. You? All right. Yep. So the next house of love that's involved in this T-square is the fifth house, right? Yes. And that involves it. And, and that's the love uh, of dating. You know, the fifth house is the house of learning to market yourself. Okay. You know, play little games to get attention. So, you know, you're in the fourth grade, you like the little girl sitting next to you. You're going to play little games. Does she, does she love me? Does she love me? You know, uh -huh. and this is what you learn. You learn how to market yourself, how to be loved, how to draw people to love you. And then the next house, which he has Uranus, which is, uh, again, involving the T-square, is the eighth house. That's yeah. also the house of love. But that's a house of more, I love you. I'm willing to sacrifice, give all of myself to you because I love you. It's a house of sex. It's a house of joint venture. It's a house of what's mine is yours. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, right. So it's the love for that certain person or uh, people that are really close to you, the seventh house. Right. And then, of course, another house of love, which Neptune is also involved in is, in in this T-square, it's the 11th house. Right. And that's a house of love, too. Yes. That's a love for mankind. That's a love for everybody. Mm -hmm. This is a love that, uh, you know, I don't know you, but, but I have a certain love for you. You know, it's group, clubs, organization, blah, blah, blah. So as you can see, when we look at him, he's not really well equipped for love. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was reading things about him this morning, it says that, he had two very bad marriage because yeah. his, his wife said that, you know, that he never had love because he, he used to cheat on them all the time. You know, yeah. he was all over the place. Yeah. And one, one, wife was, one wife was saying that, you know, Robin didn't even know what love is all about, what yeah. true love is. And you can see that he wasn't given the mm -hmm. chart to really give true love. Right. So as you can see, you know, uh, uh, 
it's not known in, in the fourth house. He needs to become with people he lives with. Yeah. You know, marriage, yeah. children, father, family. He needs to, uh, you know, look more into his early childhood. Mm -hmm. And, and, and yeah, it's, meaning that, it's all about family. Yeah, it, and his family and, and, and his early childhood should always be sweet to him yeah. and always look back at what he's learned there and try to stay with this best knowledge. But he's not. He did not, yeah. as you can see. So when we look at the big picture, we can see that his biggest problem is that he doesn't have a high opinion of himself. Right. Because the second yeah. house is afflicted. Yeah. All right. And the second house is the house of Taurus. This is where, you you know, you feel, I know, uh, uh, I mean, I have two, uh, two uh, children that was born with Taurus and strong Taurus. And from the time they were a little kid, I used to say to them, Karen, you know, if money means a lot to you, you're going to die broke. All right? <laughs> if money means nothing to you, you're going to be a millionaire. Okay. And then my boy, who was also a strong Taurus, used to say when he was 17, I, I, I'm going to get out of college. I'm going to buy me a real cool car, like a Porsche, stuff like that. I get all the women I want. And awesome. I say, Mark, Mark, you know, once your car is gone, this woman will go with, with, with them too, yeah. you know? Uh, and it's the love for yourself. It doesn't matter if I'm broke, I'm poor. If I love myself, the whole world will love me. Yeah. And that begins there. That's right. And we, we can see him. He was lacking there. And I think this is why he committed suicide, because he didn't have a very strong opinion about himself. I mean, that's underneath everything. You know, everybody was saying that he committed suicide because of his physical condition that he had. The Parkinson's and Lewy body dementia, you know, which which would have been. Was he facing the lack of his brain working the rest of his life? I mean, that could have been scary, too. But it had to be something else underneath yeah, that. It, it had to be the feel that he's a six, that he always felt like he never reached the potential that right. he, he wanted to reach. And, and that he, was that. I'm sorry. And you add together with the triple water and a sun, moon and rising, his sensitivity mm -hmm. towards all of that was hypersensitive. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, this is what I feel, you know, if somebody was my client, I would go through that. And I would say to them, you know, you got to have a high opinion of yourself and you got to believe in God. Yeah. And if you don't believe in God, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe that if I believe that I can do this, I can do it and never feeling like a failure in any way or form. Right. Exactly. You know, so okay, these people, excuse me, these people are, are born to find the, the, the magic, the, the frog, the right frog. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is, is that they got to believe that if this is not the frog, then it's a test. But I know with this magic one, when I get the the right frog, everything is going to open up. And okay. that's a test for them all of their life. Yeah. Okay. So that basically what you're saying is having the right door to the right key or key to the right door. All right. And then the one door will open everything else in his life. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's it. And he was probably in search of that. Are you saying that? You yeah, know? I think he was. Yeah. And because he was so animated and the way he went from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing in a space of a second, you yeah. know, he was kind of searching so quickly with that ninth yeah. house. That night. Well, actually, I have my chart is doing it different because I did Coke houses. So but that's OK. I'm just extrapolating it. 
but you put said the the sun is in the ninth house, right? Yeah. Okay. So and, and Mercury's exactly on his midhead. Okay, right. So you know, so so there. so he had a good mouth and he had a good brain in one yeah, way. Not you know? He not, could talk. Not to mention next to Pluto, which I find interesting. <laughs> yeah. He could really tell yeah. people what he thought of them too, if That's he wanted right. to. But yeah. uh, you know, um, I I find most of all, and here's something I wanted to run by you because I've been thinking a lot about this lately, is that he died of this Louis body dementia, yeah, and uh-huh. yeah, and I was thinking about Aaron Aaron Fernandez who died of CTE, and they both had a. They couldn't find the disease until after death. They had to do the autopsy to find it. I am thinking, and I don't know why, but I'm thinking that there's similarities between those two diseases, Parkinson's and CTE. I keep yeah, seeing a link between those two, you know. And and because, because Robin was so Iranian, I mean, you could just look at him and go, my <laughs> God, he's just wired to the gills all the time. <laughs> He jumped from thing to thing to thing. It was very hard to track him. I remember it's watching. The open square. The uh, open yeah, square. Right. And Uranus is just, is the leader of that open square. So yeah, and, everything went every, every which way. And I was thinking about the open square. It's sort of looking for the the empty leg of that square to resolve it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, does it feels like it's incomplete, basically. Okay. Right. All right. That makes sense to me now. Okay. And you know something? Uh, when we did the research with my gators on suicidal, uh, and you put, uh, uh, you know, it creates an artificial intelligence. You can send, uh, you know, people into it and say, what's the probability in this lifetime that you would commit suicide? Right. It was all the way, 98% probability. Oh, Robin Williams? Yeah. And it wasn't in our, in our research at all. Oh, After wow. the, you know, we did the research back in about 2010. And when okay. he died, I put his chart in there. And it's suicidal, he was all the way with the rest of the suicidal. Wow. Person. Wow. It, it it makes me wonder about the hunger he had, the spiritual hunger and the accepting and relaxing hunger where he could just sit and relax and be, you yeah. know. That Pisces was beckoning him down there to say, uh, you want to relax for a while? No, I can't. I got, I've got things to do. Goodbye. you got to go. You know, and yeah. and and so he was running. It seems like he was always running away from himself, except when he was alone and he would get a huge depression, awful yeah. depression, because that's just sneaking up on him. Then it would just kind of dive on him. And all of a sudden he's encumbered by all of this morose stuff. You know, and that's what happens when you push your stuff away. It eventually gains track and traction. So, I mean, that's my feeling anyway. When I I would see him on the one hand really lively and animated and see him privately afterwards being interviewed. And it's like two different people. It was like two different people, you know, because except that when he was on on a talk show or something or he was meant to get up and get crazy. But, you know, if he was just sitting there talking one-on-one to somebody, it was soft and gentle and sweet, you know. And I kept saying, well, there's his Pisces. Okay. So, anyway, I've, I've thought a lot about him since he passed away and looking at his chart a lot. But I, um, I actually feel that, that, that he had a, a Uranian disease, <laughs> which may yeah. have led to his Lewy body dementia. 
like he had his wires in his head so convoluted that everything just went bam, 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 and he couldn't shut it off. So he basically fried his brain circuits out. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff I've been thinking about. Sorry. I have to take a break now. I'm just getting all on this stuff. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be right back here with more Without the Little Void. This is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read, but it's a very short live read because this is about the Emerald Spiral Expo. We'll be letting you know up until the point that this was supposed to be. Um, And it has been canceled because of COVID, unfortunately. But um, the things in this state with COVID still haven't gone away, but we're hoping and hoping, hoping that they will. But the next show will be on March 26, 2022. And so we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me this morning, we have Alfie Lavoie, who is one of the best astrologers around. He is, I admit, it's true. And so we're going to come back to him. And we've been talking about Robin Williams. Is there anything else we want to say about him before we move on? No, that would be my big picture. And, and, you know, when my big picture is, I have to come up with two or three words, what kind of personality this is. Right. And I think that my personality is that he was lacking faith in himself. Yeah. He didn't have enough love for himself. Yeah. And so if he had learned that when he was, you know, 18, 19, 20, maybe he could have overcome it. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. Yeah. And that pretty much shows in his chart, too. You know, yeah. I looked at first time I looked at his North Node Pisces and I said, he's learning to have faith in himself, you know, yeah. and, and and mine puts this in the fifth house. So that really has to do with self-love. He really had to learn how to love himself, you know, yeah. and so it's a sad thing. But, you know, um, his brilliance can't is unmatched by anybody. So and like I said, one of his excuse me, one of That's his okay. ex-wife was saying that I read about that he did all these these. Uh, you know, cheating on her because he was looking for attention. Yeah. He was looking for approval. Yes. You know, so he was always saying, me, me, me. Yeah. And he didn't have enough faith in himself to overcome that. Yeah. And also the drugs for him was a huge thing, too. And I know that's probably partly the moon in Pisces, you know. But, you know, why would he do that? Because it, you'd think it would take the edge off of his wacky side. But um, I guess he needed an escape quite honestly, you know, into something that was maybe a little bit more blissful, do you think? Of course, he used cocaine, so that isn't exactly blissful. (laughs) (laughs) No way. No, uh uh-uh. Not that I know about that, but, you know, um, he just had, he had distractions. That's the word I want, distractions away from his essential self. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. That's the right word. Thank you. Thank you. I knew there was a word that described that. But yeah. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions right now. I want to find out how astrology find found its way to you because in my experience, astrology just doesn't, you know, don't go running towards being an astrologer. It jumps out and grabs you. <laughs> well, I used to play semi-pro hockey. Oh. And I was 18 years old. Uh-huh. And uh, in those days, there was no plastic. So on our knees, we had pad made out of leather. And I was on my knees and somebody came in with a skate and got under my kneecap, pulled it right out. It was standing right up. Oh. So 1952, they brought me in the hospital. And of course, there was no penicillin. And two weeks later, my leg was this big. Ooh. And of course, I was only 18 years old. So my mother came in and have my leg cut off, you know, because that was the thing. I told mom, I said, if they cut my leg off, I'm going to slice my throat because I'm not living with one leg. Yeah. And this nurse was standing right there, the French nurse, the Lozier. And the next day she brought me a book, How to Cast Your Own Horoscope by Anna Maleo. And she says, Alfie, this is going to change your whole life. So I'm looking at the book, and of course, it's all trigonometry. I only graduated from my school by then. I didn't go to college by then. I was only 18. And uh, so I said, well, I had algebra and, uh, and geometry, but I don't know this kind of math. She said, I'll bring you a doctor, and he'll show you how to do it. So a doctor came in the next day with trick book and table, and I cast my own horoscope. And really? In one there. sitting? Dang. <laughs> well, not at one sitting. I said, you know, two or three sitting. Oh, okay. Two me. or three. Do, well. Yeah, do the trick and I cast my own horoscope. And that got me interested. And I went to college and I was always learning astrology, buying astrology book and stuff like that. And that's how I got into astrology. Did find you in the hospital somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it found me. It found you. And it's funny because I got Chiron in, in the 12th house. And when Chiron... Uh, 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 transiting over my ascendant, uh, I, I, I found astrology. Oh, that's pretty significant. Yeah. That's amazing, actually. And in 1965, I was working uh, as an experimental engineer, in, in, and uh, we were working on this big project. I can't tell you. It's, uh, it's top it's secret. Top secret, that's, right. that's why I had one of the top atomic commissioner clearance in this country. Uh -huh. for the job that I was doing. So when we finished that project, they were going to bring me back to East Hartford. I told my VP, I said, I'm not going back to East Hartford. I'm going to work in the main office to work as an engineer. I said, I'm going to do astrology. And he said, astrology? Oh, okay. The next day I walk in the office, says, Lavoy, I want to talk to you. And he said, now I know where astrology is. Do you have a lot of money? I said, not really. He said, if you want to see a psychiatrist, we'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so 1965, I went to astrology full-time. 1985? 1965. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I, I went full-time in 1990, but still. Yep. Wow. And I, I opened up a school in 1977. Okay. That's great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so now... The stuff that you do, you have developed. Uh, first of all, you you basically started in research, right? Is that what you yeah. do? You have Scorpio something that does that. 
in your chart. Mercury and Scorpio in opposition. Oh, that'll do it. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Because <laughs> yeah, I did a big research project for my book, in Titanic Astrology, and seven years worth. And, well, I have Mars and Scorpio, so I guess that makes sense. So, But I loved it. I got passionate about it. So, anyway. Okay, my next question is, um, so... There's a couple of things you get interested in. Okay, you really got interested in the field of research. Was that immediate or was that soon after you started astrology? Well, you know, uh, being, uh, uh, you know, I got, I got a, a master in uh, uh, industrial engineering, experimental engineering. Okay. So we always did research. Oh, you know, sure. What we do as an experimental engineer. So when I got into astrology, and I start reading some astrology book and start looking at some clients and some didn't fit. So I said, we, we got to start a research. I started my research group in 202. Okay. Wow. 2002. Yeah. That's your, al that's your, 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 what's that group called on, on Facebook? We call it the Alpha Gator. The research. Gator, the Gator, which I'm a part of. Thank you very much. And yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, and of course it would be, it would make sense with your chart. So, and then you went on to develop software, astrological yeah. software. It seems like you're, you're, you're very left brain, but you bring in the right brain when you need it. Okay. That's what it seems like. Well, it's like I said, I never went to school for writing software. I just picked up the book and I said, this is the way you do it. So I started writing software Yeah. because I felt that the software I mean, there's a lot of software. Don't get me wrong. They're all good. Yeah. But if you look at my software, it's especially for counseling astrology. Oh, good. All right. It gives you answers. I got somebody uh, on the phone. I'm helping them out. I can help them out like this, you know, yeah. because I got a, a lot of artificial intelligence in there, you know, to say, well, let's see, they want to uh, change job. I can say, uh, put your chart up, click on dynamic astrology, and it tells me, looking at all the, the, the prediction technique, when is are you high to change job and when are you low and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm saying, okay, in October, you're really high. Let's look at it. And, it, you know, software does rectification. And one thing that I'm known to do a lot, of course, is uh, electional chart. I do yeah. electional chart from a professional astrologer for all over the world. Okay. They paid me to do that. So I wrote the program to do it. Did you ever try to do an electional chart with a regular program? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. With, yeah. Yeah. But with my thing, I can say, okay, I want this. I want this. I want to get married Friday night from six to eight, Saturday from 10 <laughs> to four, Sunday for this. And, and I want to get married from here to here. Uh -huh. And, I send it through, and it gives me the top thing in the sky, the second one, the third one, and all that. And I look at it, and in two two minutes, I can give you a, an electional chart. Yeah, that's how you make that's how you make money. Yeah, you have to make money as an astrologer. That's you know? true. You do. Yeah, it's not easy. But and since 1977, since 1977, I've been booked up with client a year in advance. That's awesome. If a People call me uh, after I do. I don't do any, any more people here now. I saw on the phone. Mm -hmm. I would do it on the phone. And then they say, let me talk to Carol. That's my wife. Uh -huh. They make an appointment for a year later because they know if they don't make the appointment, they might not get in. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you, do you have software for Macintosh? Well, no. Yes and no. 
uh, we have a lot of people that use, uh, you know, for Macintosh, Lightning. but they, uh, for the Mac, uh, but they, they have what they call a parallel, which, you know, can you run window program in your Mac. Right. And we have people all over the world using them. Okay, I see. That's I was wondering how that happened. All yeah, because right. we write our software into a Visual uh, 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 Turbo Pascal. Okay. So we talk directly with the chip. We're not going to an interpreter like Visual Basic is. Okay. All right. No. Okay. Yeah, because Macintosh is super visual. You know, it's just yeah. how I, it's really easy to learn, but it's because you have to be visual to do it. And I'm extremely visual. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just the stuff on the left side of the brain drives me crazy. But anyway. So anyway, okay, we have to take another break here in about a minute. Let me see if I got another question here for you. All right, okay. Oh, what were the first couple of things that you got interested in in astrology? What piqued your interest? Uh, horary, of course. Uh -huh. You know, I met Ivy Jacobson in 1962. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, uh, she was my buddy. We'd talk on the phone and she got me into a horary and stuff like that. Remember in 1962, 99% of the astrologer didn't, didn't know what horary was. Because right. I, I know that for a fact because I was on the NCGR board when they first began. I was on the board for 12 years. I always wanted to talk on horary. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the people on the board would say, what do you want to talk on horary for? Nobody knows that. You won't have anybody sitting into your your uh, uh, lecture, you know? So in 1982, I think is when Olivia Barclay, you know, start translating the, the lily and then she start teaching it. And then 1982 to uh, later 80, that's when horary came out. Okay, interesting. That was 82. You mentioned something happened in 62. Or was that just a misprint? Oh, I, I met Ivy, uh, Ivy Jacobson. She wrote the book on, on uh, uh, horror astrology. Okay. To, me, to me, that's the best book in the world right here. Okay. Oh, okay. There you go. Simplified. All right. Great. I call yeah. it the pink book. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty. <laughs> it looks very lovely. <laughs> yeah, pink books really, you know, they work. So anyway, um, oh, this is very interesting because I was thinking about that, what's happened in 62, and I remember back then is that early in February 62 was that massive traffic jab from planet, planets in Aquarius. Massive. It's like eight yeah, out of no. ten planets. And I met some people who were born then, too. They're pretty, Me too. Oh, you know, weird, but what the heck. You know, I have a lot of clients born that day. And, you know, a lot of people pick that as the age of Aquarius beginning. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been trying to figure that out. I have no idea, but that makes more sense than anything else. Because yeah. everything was channeled into that one funnel, that one place. 1962, right. Yeah, exactly. So that was amazing. So And look at 1962. That's where computer first came up. You yep. know, I mean, it was it wasn't really a computer; it was real wheel to wheel. Yeah. But still, you know, all the the invention. Yeah. And uh, I know that in '59, that's when we started designing atomic reactor. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I got my atomic commissioner clearance. Oh. 1959. Then '62, '63, '64. You know, we work on that very heavy. That was uranium. Oh yeah, yeah, that's very uranium for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't be any more if it tried. 
So anyway, okay, let's see what else have I got here. Okay. Um, what is your field of research? I was just asking, is there a specific type of research that you do, or is this just on everything that you do? Well, what we did uh, is this. We uh, uh, took books that people said something and wrote uh, articles on it, you know, and then we would collect data and see if the book is right or not. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. I'm going to take one more final break. Here. Okay. And then we'll yeah, be I'd like to talk about that. So okay, we will. Take a break. Yes, yeah. you remember that. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back here with the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. She has a brand new prescription program now that you can sign up with. It's called GlickRx. That's G-L-I-C-R-X. This provides deep discounts on prescription, even more than good, good Rx. You can contact Susan at her email address and she will text you a form on how to sign up and you can save almost 85% of your costs on your existing prescription. So if you want to talk to her about that or anything else, and I believe OBIT enrollment is coming up next month, so that's coming up too. So contact Susan at Susan Bergstrom, the Medicare Exchange, 253-318-9379 for an appointment. Or contact her at email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me, of course, is Mr. Alfie Lavoy. He's been great. Wonderful. So now what are we talking about? The thing we left off with. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about research. Research, uh, yes. Yes, and one uh, research that I really enjoyed was, uh, you know, uh, 87 years old, right? I'm going to be 87 in a You've month. You've got now. to be kidding. Yeah, and, uh, you know, when I try sometimes, when you try to bring a name up, I have no problem with my mind, all right, except names. Yeah. I never, you know, I mean, even when I, I, I lectured in many well, mostly every conference, and I bring Carol with me, and somebody says, hi, my name is so-and-so. And then I look at Carol five minutes later, what's his name? What's she his tells name me again? what his name <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, the Church of Life, I'm trying to think the, the name of the guy. He wrote a lot of books, and he did weather forecasting. Oh. And we did, we did uh, uh, research on that, and 100% right. This guy was amazing. Really? And on on uh, ask, uh, www astro investigators with an s dot com, we have all our research. Okay. Yeah, with an s though. You know, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Dot com, okay. and that's where we did all our research. But my best research that I ever done, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm sort of debating if I should push it, was breast cancer. You know, because I know a lot of my friends die for breast cancer. You know, so we collected something like. Uh, uh, oh, at least 400 women that had breast cancer with time chart. And we created a, a, uh, a uh, artificial intelligence. The software that I wrote, what it does is that it has a control group. It has a people that does it. And then it goes through 
everything in the sky. Mm-hmm. If it moves in the sky, we check it out. Yeah. You know, planetary phase, you know, and everything. And then it creates the strength of these, these that, that's in those, those uh, research chart. And then we give weights to that. And then we did one on, on, on breast cancer. Uh, and, uh, 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 you know, I, now I can send your chart in there and it gives you the probability of you having breast cancer in really? this lifetime. Wow. And uh, I have people writing me all the time on, on email saying, check my chart. And I tell them. And yet, I, you know, uh, at UAC, I talked to a lot of people on that. And a lot of women were saying, well, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. You're going to scare the hell out of women if yeah, you say that. Kind of would, yes, right? and I, yeah. But my, my feeling is, is that if they knew that they, they have a high potential of breast cancer, they could have a check every year. Yeah. And, you know, breast cancer is curable because I talked to a lot of people, right. doctors, if you caught early enough. Early, Most early breast testing. cancer. Right. So, you know, so I'm still debating because it works almost 100% of the time. Really? Well, my mother no. died of, well, not breast cancer, she brain, died of brain cancer, but it started in the breast. So no. I know I'm probably on the list of potential, you know, and so um, it scares me a little bit. And I think my aunt also had breast cancer too, her sister. So And uh, then okay, I, I sat down on, on a, a couple of workshops uh, on, on sport betting you know, a sport mm-hmm. debating. And I wrote notes, you know, uh, completely. And then we did a, a test on that. None of these, what these people were teaching work. As a matter of fact, we didn't get 10% probability using that technique for winners of sport. We had hockey, baseball, oh, football, right, right. Time, the, time the game started, where the game was played and stuff like that. So, okay. You know, okay, I can ask you the most obvious question right now. How are the Seahawks going to do? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious. But that's okay. Uh, the interesting thing that I, I, I was doing a chart of theirs one year, and I noticed transiting when that first game they played. I did a chart there. And then I added the chart to it, what was going on then. And I thought, you know, this is going to be a breakthrough year for them because Uranus was highly configured in there. And especially for the, C- for the Seahawks game when they went to the Super Bowl. And that was in 2013. I said, well, there's Uranus right there making a very interesting aspect of something. It means some, I said, something suddenly is going to happen right at the beginning of the game that is going to change the whole course of it. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I predicted that they were going to win the Super Bowl. Nobody believed it either. But I did because um, they, they were founded under the sign of Leo with a Saturn conjunct, conjunct the sun in their beginning chart. I said, that's a hard thing to do, you know, to make, they have to do things in a Saturnian way to be accountable for their individuals as well as everybody else. It had to have been difficult for them, you know, and they haven't made it. They've only gone to the Super Bowl twice, you know, but that's because they worked really hard to do it. So that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) I think you can do it, but I think what you have to do is only work with one team. Not yeah. taking all the games. See, we took every team, you okay. know, and yeah. they have a different bird chart, you know. Right, so right. I think if you only work for one team and take the when they lost and when they won, I think you can create an artificial intelligence and predict them. Yeah, I yeah. bet you you can. Yeah, you yeah, and you look at how they pick their you know in their drafts and and who they're picking and their strengths and their weaknesses and all that kind of stuff. 
And I, I've been kind of looking at all that stuff with them too. It's kind of interesting to me. That's all. Yeah, know? me too. Yeah. But you know, you know, one thing that I push a lot now with astrology is is the market and astrology. Yeah. Yeah. We were we written seven pieces of software on the market yeah. and using astrology. We have it in about like eight major banks in the world. Wow. You know, using astrology. And uh, so now I just came up with two different one. And we used to sell it for over $4,000. Wow. Now I sell it for $500 because I figured that astrology was good for me all of my life. You know, it really, really. You want to give back me, some. I want to get back. I got you. And so uh, now people are buying it. And every day I get a, an email. Alfie, I bought your software two weeks ago. I had to look at all the video. I made 1200 bucks today. I paid for the software and I got pocket money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have to let you go, my dear. Oh, my gosh. This hour has just flown by. Thank you so much for being here and being on the show. Well, I love. Yeah, well, I've heard about your show a lot of times. And, oh, really? Yeah. I peeked in at, at Mitchell. Of course, Mitch is oh, my you buddy. Did? You okay. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes. He's, he's, he's my buddy. So I peeked in. And I looked at, at the video, I mean, the thing and all that, yeah. Oh, great. I listened to it, yeah. I'm really glad. We've been on the show for six years now, so it's it's yeah, doing good. okay. It's doing pretty but good. But I did, I did a radio show for 25 years. Okay. And one day we're going to the radio show, and I look at Carol, my wife, and I said, you, are you sick of doing this radio show? She <laughs> said, yes. I, I went there and I said, this is my last week. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, we have to let you go for now. And, you know, we're going to have you on again. I hope if you'll do it again, we would love to have you back. So, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, it was nice. It was nice being here for the first time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we, you can get a hold of Alfie at Alfie at, and that's ampersand, Comcast.net. That's your email, right? Yeah. Okay, and your e and what's your website address? It's www.alfie.com. Okay, alfie.com. All right. You got a minute? I got to tell you something real good. Well, maybe yeah. twenty seconds. <laughs> okay. When I got baptized, my mother was going to name me Alfred, and the priest changed my name. He says this kid is going to do something really important. We got to give him a name that nobody else has, and he's give me a name of Alfie. See, I wondered French. how you got your name. I just thought it was so interesting. Thank you for telling that story. <laughs> Father Charette did it. That's right. Good for you. Okay, Alfie, thank you so much again for being okay. here, and we're going to see you yeah. soon. Okay, great. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, and we only have maybe a minute left. A minute. Okay, so we're going to have a Jupiter experience coming up here on Tuesday. Uh, Susan Bergstrom is going to be talking about feng shui. So you can go to Burr's Restaurant at 7 o'clock, 6151 Silicon Boulevard, Southwest, in Lakewood, to see her. And then also, let's see, um, you can get a hold of me at EileenGrimes.com, or you can go to the Jupiter Rising Show at AOL.com. And then next week, Michael Seapress is going to be on the air. We're going to be talking a bit about 9-11 because it's the anniversary next week. And the following week, we have an amazing psychic on who's just incredible. His name is William Rain, and I think he's over 80 now. He's just awesome. So that's it for us today. Wow, what a show. I love having guests on for the first time. They're just awesome. And Alfie was fabulous. So thank you, Alfie. And we'll see you all next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show, right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Thank you.